0: All right, welcome back. Season three, episode three. We've lost Benji, but we've tagged in a season two specialist in Vikram. Come back now that Chelsea have finally won a game, so we can give the club some love. And we've got the great Spencer Taylor back on with another West Ham solid win as well. So that's why he was jumping at the bit to be back on. Uh, The Champions League draw is going on right now. So at the end of the episode, boys, I want to have a little look at that and see if anything's been pulled. But let's get straight into it. Vic Graham will come to you, put a smile on your face, talk about Chelsea getting the win, three 0 against Luton. Mid Spencer predicted this spot on last week. Benji said one 0 Vic Graham, how did, you <laughs> like God, it, game? How did it go? Um,
1: you know what? I-, I was I was excited for the game. I think um, first game against Liverpool at home, and I was there, and I think we played really well, like certainly enough to win. Um, and then West Ham away, obviously. You know, It was one of those games where I felt on another day we might have won, we might of chances that we had. But then it was it was a, a right moment, the right game where we just needed to get the three points no matter what, um, Luton at home. And we know Luton, they haven't really got much quality. I think Ross Barster was like the only noticeable name from their team sheet. Um, so yeah, like, it was one of those games where no matter the performance, we just had to get the result, get the three points. And... I think it was, even then, if you look at the performance, we didn't necessarily play, play so great, you know, but we scored the last two goals towards the end of the um, second half. Um, but yeah, look, first win on the board, it feels nice. It feels like so long since we actually last won at home.
0: Wasn't that Enzo's, like, fifth win at Chelsea or fifth win at home? Or yeah, something, something like really? that. It's yeah. bad. I couldn't believe that when I saw it. I was like, that is dire. Um, Spencer, did you watch the game? Did you see it?
1: Uh... Uh,
2: I've seen, I've seen the highlight, I've seen the highlights, seen the highlights, and, it, and from the highlights, it, it, it did, it did, it did look a little bit similar to the Chelsea West Ham game where where Sterling was your best player during during yeah. the whole game because during yeah because during the game against us Sterling was just unplayable. If, if, Sterling, if Sterling had scored against us then I, then I do think we might have been in trouble. But 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 he what was it? I think he got he got he got one against Luton. I think it was one or two. Yeah, he got against as well. Yeah, got an assist as well. Yeah, so yeah, so he looks he looks back to his best. I, I, I put I put him in my fantasy team just before just just before the Luton game. So I'm I'm going to keep him in there for a little while. But he he looks back to his best, and and if you, if you can keep him if you can keep him going, you will you will do quite quite well this season because he's one he's one of the few players that who you've got who actually knows the Premier League. Most of your players yeah, don't really definitely. know the Premier the, the Premier League, which which is, is which is quite a big thing. But so he, he will he will help you while the other players all gel. But but from what I saw in the highlights, it did, it did look like the game you would expect it to be. Luton just been promoted. No, like you say, not that much quality, not that much quality, not that much experience in the Premier League. And, and it, was, it did look like a, a fairly decent professional win by, Ch- by Chelsea. So, so nice, nice,
0: decent one for you to get your first win of the season at last. Vikram, obviously you mentioned um, Ross Barkley there, which is obviously quite an interesting one.
1: No, oh, is he cold? He, he, he's frozen.
0: I can see you now. We've got you. Oh, there you got now. Right, clean cut. Here we go. Start again. Vic Vicram, you watched the game. Yeah, Ross Barkley. We spoke about there already. As a standout name at Luton, did you think he had a good game? Was he their only player that you ever had any concerns about, or did he not really have an effect?
1: It didn't really. I didn't really notice him throughout the game much. I think he had a few touches in the first half. Um... But he didn't really have a clear shot on target or anything like that. Um I think they had a couple of chances, um, especially in the second half, um, before we went on to get the second, but I don't think it came through him really. And then he got subbed off um towards the end. So yeah. One of
0: those. Oh yeah, to be fair. He, he was always an injury problem, wasn't he, anyway. And I'm, yeah, and I swear. Who was he? Was he in Turkey? Was he before then, or was he just a free agent? I can't remember. Who yeah, he was
1: I think he, he played elsewhere abroad, and then he didn't really. It was at Nice, at Nice, yeah. Um, and then he didn't really manage to make much of an impact there, and then it comes back to the Premier League, and then you know, it's past it. And I, think oh.
0: it's, I think me, me, Spencer, and Benji have already said that we think Luton are a surefire to go down after what yeah, you've seen. I don't think there's any hope of them. Is there any player even beyond Ross Barkley? Was there anyone you saw in their teams? I mean, I've not actually watched either of their games yet, but was there anyone that you thought, oh, maybe, maybe he's all right, maybe he'll stay in the Prem next season, maybe a different club or anything, or you just think
1: No, oh, not one of them. Not one of them. I think <laughs> no one really stood out to me. Um yeah, I think they're nailed on to go down, definitely. I think if normally looking at these relegation fodder the teams, then you pick out a few players um that you'd say deserve better and will you know will be back in the Premier League anyways, but
0: there's none from Luton. Absolutely none. Told. All right. Well, we'll move on from that game before you smile too much because Lester remember it is Luton. And I think it'll be it'd be the biggest story of the season if they manage a win against a big team. Um, uh, we'll go on to Spurs Bournemouth. Spurs with another win. I think that's a perfect start, isn't it? So far for Ange Poster Coglu. I predicted two one. I thought I thought Bournemouth looked all right then last season beginning of this season but it was 2-0 Spencer and Benji spot on with that um I don't know again it's another one oh actually I did watch this I think um and I remember Bournemouth offering absolutely nothing in fact I did watch it I remember watching it on Saturday and yeah I can't remember seeing Bournemouth even have an attack that I thought here they go um what what do you two think Spurs can be looking at doing this season now because they are looking red hot they are looking better than teams like united maybe chelsea even arsenal aren't, aren't doing great you think champions league is looking well on the cards i know it's very early doors
2: Yeah. Mm, well, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Like, like I said, like I said last week, I think I think they are still needing a striker. They've because 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 yeah, they've, yeah, they've beaten Man U, but it it wasn't a Man U who are full full fitness or flying as of as of yet. And so 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 they've beaten Man U. They've beaten Bournemouth. I can't, can't remember who else it is they played, but they haven't. But they've not had that real big test, that real big huge challenge as of yet. And I, I do I do still think they they need a. Striker because as much as I like as much as I like Rick and as much as I do think I do, much, as I, much as I think he can pull out a quality world class goal. I don't think he's the one who's going to score you 15, 20 goals in a season. That's what that's what you kind of need to get into the Champions League. And so 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 it all depends what they do in the next day or so. I'm not sure what it's looking like if they are going to get a striker or if they are just going to try and rely on Rick But I can't I can't quite see Champions League. I think maybe think maybe maybe top six, maybe top six, top seven, something like that. But I, I do I but I I do I do just think there are like five or six better teams than Tottenham at, at the minute in the league.
0: You know there's yeah, like, obviously five five Champions League spots this season as well. Yeah. It's not just the mm. usual four. And that's what makes yeah, me true. I i forgetting that. And when I when I thought about that today I thought, you know what, Spurs could be on for that. Go on Big Yeah,
1: I think you have to give credit though like they lost Kane, but you look at the way the team plays as a whole. Um, Madison's been brilliant, Saar's been brilliant yeah. as well. He was solid against Man United, um, Bissouma as well. I mean, I think Postacoglu will get them into like a well fit and oiled mission um, team. Um, because under Kane, it was more like you know, under previous managers, it was a lot of relying on him and so on. But since Postacoglu's come in, he's certainly been getting the team to play, you know, well, function well. Um, And all the games that I've watched, I think they've been United and then the Bournemouth, um, I can't remember who they played first game of the season.
0: Yeah, Um, I'm I'm, I'm losing it as well. I can't think who it was first game.
1: Yeah, Um, but,
0: um, yeah, I think
1: it's been a promising start. I think if you're a Spurs fan, you're definitely excited for the season. Obviously, they're still, you know, um, quite some uncertain signs about especially goalkeepers being good anyways again United have made some good mm. saves so it's, it's all going well for them
0: yeah it is interesting actually yeah because everyone obviously talks about Kane leaving this summer a big amount of money but Hugo Lloris is obviously someone who left Spurs and I mean I can't even remember when Hugo Lloris started at Spurs but I think he must have been at least seven eight years maybe longer there and that Vicario yeah he was good against United he definitely made that one big save didn't he I think from the head yeah. I think um it might have been Casemiro, yeah, and he just tipped it over the bar, didn't he? Um, but yeah, he has had a good start, and that is a big change as well for Spurs. And I do know a Spurs fan, somehow, as one of those, literally just the one. Um, and All they've got, in it? <laughs> yeah, he's one of about 10, I think. Um, but there, I remember speaking to him over the years, and obviously, I'm Pochettino with Spurs, it was... There's never an expectation with Spurs there to win anything. Let's let's be real. It is, I know it's a bit of a joke, but Spurs fans don't go into a season going, we're challenging, we're gonna win a, we're gonna win a cup, we're gonna come top four, guaranteed, blah blah. Um, but under Mourinho and Conte, obviously they're the managers you get in to win you things, and they obviously didn't win things. And Spurs fans, I know definitely from Dame and what he's talking about, he's a season ticket holder, so he knows a few people, and it, they were all like at least if you're not winning things, when you're under Potch, you're playing nice football, it's worth going to the games, you, you see some good stuff, you, it's entertaining at least. But under, under Conte's Mourinho, and um, the Wolves one, what's his name?
1: Um, Nuno. One,
0: Nuno, yeah. Th- they just were so boring and so defensive. He was like, this is just horrendous. We're still not winning anything, and we're just watching the most boring football week in, week out. So I know Spurs fans, yeah, I'd be very happy that Anto's Coglu's got them playing a much better brand of football uh, and we, we'll get through these quick. That's what i like to see. That's a nice early one today. Not this hour and a half stuff, me and Benji and Spencer did last thing, hour 45, I think it was. Um, a bit of a surprise result, actually. None of us could do this one, right? Brentford Palace, 1-0. Palace, again, I, I said last week that Palace can be a hard-in-to-play against, obviously. I know Arsenal just scraped their 1-0, didn't they the week before. Um, Brentford, we all expected very good team. Palace and Roy Hodgson still doing the bits at his great age don't who needs Aha? let's be real
1: yeah I think you've got to give him credit actually um, just for keeping Elise alone because obviously he was linked to Chelsea and then the contract extension certainly shocked me because I was expecting him to leave but I mean I I was looking at Crystal Palace with Roy Hodgson back when when he came back last season I was like I didn't really understand it but you know, they're getting results here and then, and you have to give them credit for it, really. I mean, I thought they'd struggle, but when you look at the team overall, they've got Gary Anderson um, at the back, and then they've got the likes of Eze going forward, and Alisa, who's injured, but once he comes back, and then Mateta, Edward, I mean, it's fair enough to them getting a result away at Brentford because Brentford away is always hard, no matter what. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. they're without Tony, but, you know, they're, they're still playing well. They've got Wiese and Burma up top, and you know, they did the business. Um, the game before, I think Umbermo's got a brace the game before or something, but
0: to get a draw mm-hmm.
1: away at Brentford, it's some doing.
2: Yeah, it's a very good. Yes, yeah, a very good result. It's a very good result for him. I've got, I've got a mate who's a who's a Palace fan, and he's and he says he says that Roy Hodgson, or at least last season, he said Roy Hodgson didn't 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 really change too much from from Vieira. He just he just he he, he just let him attack. He just let him he just, he just let the handbrake off, so to speak. And that's what that's what kept them up, and that's what that's what got them winning games. And so, and, and, and so he he wasn't. I, I don't think he was too happy with Roy Hodgson staying for this season. But I think he, I think he accepted that Roy Hodgson is probably the best they can get, they can get, they can get right now. And and just see, and just I think it's just a case for them to get through this season, stay up. I think they'll finish for 13, 14, 15, something like that. They're not going to be top half. They're not going to be relegation. They're going to be in that like nowhere yeah, zone.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, they could be in it. could be in that nowhere zone. And so I think it's just a case of just get through the season and then just see who's available, who's available next summer, and then just take it from there. But yeah, but, but, but yeah, I, I didn't see too much of the game. But that is Brentford, as you say, is always a difficult place to go, and and especially especially for like a London derby like that. So to get get a one or draw, you've got to be happy with that.
0: Yeah, it was definitely uh, an interesting one. I mean, yeah, for Palace, Royals, it's just it, they just go hand in hand, do not they? It's just what you expect to see at Salas Park is Roy Hodgson standing there and just getting results. Like he, like Vieira, I remember when Vieira came in, didn't he? I think they they had a few good results at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Yeah, And everyone was like, here we go. It was, it was these defensive managers holding the back. So often when you see with these young managers who are ex players and they start well, and then it teeters off so quickly. Um, But just always go back to Roy. He's taking a piss here. He knows what's up. He knows what's up. Um, and let's move on to another draw, another another London derby and a much more funny draw for all of us, I'm sure. Arsenal-Fulham, 2 all. I predicted 3-0. Benji said 3-1. And Spencer, you said 4-0 Arsenal. Fulham doing the business. Whoosh. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs Mitch I don't know. If, I think William Stone now, hasn't he? I think he was on the cards to go, but I think he is still there. What do you say about that? They've not been good as well. The first two weeks they've been very poor. For them. Arsenal, what are you gonna do about it?
2: Shocking result, Sh- absolutely shocking result. Like you say, we had, we had we all had them nailed on to win to to to, to win that game quite easily. And from and from, and from what I remember, from, was 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 Fulham was Fulham to one nil up or two nil up
0: in that yeah, game? Yeah, two one, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, 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 that's yeah, that's, 2 yeah. 1
1: to Arsenal and then 2 2 at the end.
2: How was was, yeah, oh, that's right. what it was. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah so, yes, yeah, so it was right in Arsenal, don't you think? that the since the signings of Rice, Havertz, I mean, Rice, yeah. fair enough, he's, he'll, he'll do well, but I think with Havertz, it's I mean, I don't see it with him. And like the midfield, since they've lost Shaka, they've lost that bit of bite there, like the balance. Mm. And yeah, I mean, it's good luck to Arteta for trying to fit habits in, um and to keep that balance with the team right because as good as they are going forward defensively they still need to be right and they still need to keep clean sheets but they're conceding a lot of goals at home if you notice if you look back at the results
0: this, this is the funny thing every week literally every week we've done this I'd said the first week it was Forrest won it 2-1 and it was tight at the end as well Forrest actually took over a little bit in the second half and that was at Arsenal yeah beat Palace 1-0 just about now they get the draw. And I'd said every week, I don't want to be overly critical of Arsenal. Maybe I'm a little bit jealous because obviously big, fat, big rivals United, but they haven't looked right this season. And it was it was the beginning of the last season in their first ten games where they were smoking teams, weren't they? I think in the first ten they got like twenty six or twenty four points out of thirty last year, and that's when everyone was going, "Oh, this is a real serious team." They've not been that team, and you're saying about sorting out defensively, their back line last year was unbelievable. Um I mean, Zinchenko didn't
1: start, did he, last couple of games? He's on the bench.
0: No. He's only just coming back from fitness, isn't he? He's he's so made of glass. Um, But their defence hasn't changed that much. I mean, they signed Timber. Their back line, apart from that, has stayed the same. Obviously, Timber's injured now. So, they've got the exact same back line. Maybe it's Xhaka, like you said, that they've just lost a a bit of battle in the midfield because now they seem so much more exposed.
1: Yeah, I think they played party at right-back as well. And then I saw Arsenal fans complaining about that. Hmm. because it's like they deserve it with Kai Sado at right back and then it sort of seems like a, a bit of a you know copy from Arteta to go with Party at right back but yeah I think they just need to go back to basics with it really I mean Ben White at right back they've got Tommy Astor as well I'm not sure if he's out or injured but um yeah Party at right back I don't really I don't really see it I think
0: it's the way Arteta wants to play doesn't he is that the full backs come into the middle yeah, so I get yeah. I get not idea if you put a midfielder there because yeah he'll be at right back when you're defending but really the second half you get the ball yeah. comes in. You know. But yeah, is Arteta now starting to think? Do you think that maybe because of the upset of last season, not winning anything, mm-hmm. stuttering at the end and coming second, when let's be real, they should have won the Prem, where the position they were in with 10 games left. Do you think now that he's maybe overthinking it? I know it was usually leveled at Pep, didn't it, that in Champions League games he'd overthink it, tinker with the team too much and then it wouldn't work? Do you think maybe that's what's happening with Arsenal at the beginning of this season that Arteta is trying to find a way to beat Pep. He's trying to find a way to hit 95 points and actually is overthinking now. Is what is hampering them, maybe?
2: Yeah, I think it's, yeah, I think it's a big part of it is how last season ended. And I think, I think as well, a lot of it is is that I think, I, I could be wrong, but I think this is the most amount of money he's ever spent in a transfer window. And so I think maybe he's feeling under pressure to try and fit all those players in. Like it, like he still he still hasn't figured out how to. He still hasn't figured out where exactly to play to play number forty-one. Still hasn't exactly figured figured out where to where to where to play he 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 he, he, he who shall not be named number forty-one. He, he still hasn't figured that out. He still hasn't figured out where to play Havertz. They still haven't got Jesus. Still haven't got Jesus back back playing yet, so, so that, that's a big miss. That that's a big miss for them because he was a big big player for them last year. So, so so yeah, so yeah, I think I think he's feeling the pressure of trying to of trying to squeeze in, trying to squeeze in number forty one and Havertz. and and it's just it's just not it's just not working, just not working yet. But he, I, I think, I think, I think, giving, I think, give it time, it will work. But it's just, but it's just, how far ahead are Man City going to be? Before it starts working, because because Dev played free, Dev won three without playing that well. So so it is so it is just how much longer have they got before before they can wait for it to gel? Yeah,
0: when well me and Benji first week spoke about Havertz, and we thought it's it's a strange signing because with Havertz, like if Azusa's is fit, he's not playing at striker. If Odegaard fit, he's not playing at Cam. He's not playing at the left in front of Martinelli. He's not playing the right in front of uh, of Saka. You could maybe try and drop him deeper, but let's be real, the only time Havertz has been good is at Leverkusen, where he's basically a centre-forward. Mm. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of good. A... Oh, come on. Benji's going to have some serious editing. To do. This is good. You'll is... we'll punish Benji. You're back in now, I'm sure. we will punish yeah. Benji with some serious editing as he hasn't managed to get, get through for the uh, record today. Um, but yeah, Eddie and Kettia he's a huge coach he is definitely. clutch I remember scoring against United last year as well when they beat us like 3-2 I think it was at Emirates Um, and, and he he's already put in more he's got more claims to start than Havertz does Havertz hasn't really done any, I, don't, I don't there's a lot of a narrative against Havertz and I do feel bad he is still a young player he can still do a lot of things he, he has shown before he's good but when you're signing someone for 65 million and your youth squad player who isn't even taking that seriously is putting in much better performances than him. I just don't really know where, where that leaves Haber. Like, yeah, he has to go onto the bench. I, I wouldn't mind him being subbed on every game or whatever and being an impact sub, but you don't spend sixty five million on an impact sub yeah, when exactly. your team needed to jump up to City's level. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think
1: like a lot of pundits have been talking about like him needing time to adapt to a new system and all that. But he's been in the Premier League for you know for four years now, I think. Um, he joined in 2020. I mean, he, he's been in the Premier League long enough to, you know, to get used mm. to the surroundings and the physicality and the intensity of it all. So I don't buy into the, the adapting and needing time. I think if you're going to spend 6 to five million on a player from another Premier League club anyways, um, you better be signing him to improve your team straight away. And I just don't see how he's going to really take him up a level. Um, bit of It's a funny signing, that one.
0: No, I agree. I think. Well, I think surely next week we're gonna. I mean, I don't know yeah, Maybe surely Ben White goes back into right back, and you have yeah. who shall not be named and party in the middle. So you at least got that. At least you got two two players there who can battle out a little bit more and get some, some more, more secure in the game because yeah, Arsenal have not looked right at the back, and with that we'll move on to a team that also looked very dodgy at the back for four and a half minutes, and that was uh, United beating Forest three two, just about. Uh, I predicted 3-0, because I knew we always score three goals, so I'll take that one at least. Benji said 4-0, Spencer said 2-0. All very wrong. Um, of course, I didn't watch that game in the UK, because it was a three o'clock kick-off, and it wasn't on TV. <laughs> but let's let's fucking have it real, right? They obviously get a counter-attack from a corner, full full FIFA style, literally comes out. Um, Awanio or whatever is just straight through. Rashford, for some reason, is the last man, doesn't put a tackle in. They get a goal straight away. They get the ball off the kickoff again. Get a free kick. Whips in bit of dodgy defending, I think from Casemiro or uh, might have been Martinez. They're tuning up in four minutes, and you're thinking, what the heck is going on here? After that, United dominated them for eighty five minutes. Let's have it right. Like, there's a lot of people going, United got lucky. Got a red. Forest get a red card. United get a penalty. Bloody blah. United battered for us for the rest of that game and like it's just annoying that those two goals went in straight away sorry, didn't you, United, United fan rant here come on, it's my time to shine um, it's so annoying that two goals are straight at the beginning because if they'd come at any other stage in the game, you know, if it had been one all or, and then they'd gone two and up or something like that, you'd be thinking oh, have still done well, they've just leaked a couple goals, whatever like, United deserved to win that game 100% the Reds was maybe a little bit harsh. I will give them that. Um, The penalty was a penalty. Can't really deny it. Um, But United actually looked good. United have not looked good in any of the games this season. So you got a bit lucky against Wolves. Good for 30 minutes against Spurs, then poor for the rest of the game. Of course, four terrible minutes. You can see two stinking goals. But then after that, United were way, way better. And I've got to say, I wasn't 100% on the Mount signing when we did it still not 100 on it i'm not sure why he was the first player we signed for so much money um but ericsson looked good ericsson's come in because he's injured had a good game we looked a lot more in control on the ball way way more controlled in the midfield a lot calmer and ericsson was there to support Casemiro a little bit more um it's a tough one it's a weird one at united at the moment. We're talking about Amrabat loans and stuff, because United are so skint. they're desperate for a midfielder.
1: Regulon as well. I think you're gonna sign regulon as an emergency backup for sure.
0: But... Well it was only a Cucurella, wasn't it? From, yeah. From and then that... apparently yeah. apparently United had a three million loan fee agreed, and Chelsea's changed it to four. And United have then said no because of that, because that's how skint United are right now. That <laughs> one million pounds is enough for them to go. We can't afford this deal, which is wild for a club that generates that much money.
1: Yeah, I mean, I heard that um, it was because of a termination deal, in it, you wanted like a, to terminate the deal in January, and then we didn't want that or something. But yeah, either way, I think the options for left back. I mean, you're looking at Kukure who is had an off season with those last season, he was not being great with Brighton, and then Regulon who didn't do it at Spurs so yeah I mean the t- amount of time that he's spending on it as well I, mean, I think it's been five or six days you've been looking at Cookville um, nope. um, if
0: and- not to get a transfer done within a week that's good work from them they take <laughs> at least six weeks every signing they make that's why the summer is Mason Mount what is it like mid I mean we were talking about at the end of May we didn't even sign him till like the, the first week of July took another four weeks for Onana who was desperate to come took another four weeks for Hoyland like we are so slow in transfers and the, the left-back situation is tough because obviously you can't predict that Luke Shaw gets like a four-month injury. You can't predict that Malasir, a young player, is out from the end of last season, is still out. I don't know what's going on with him. They're not third. But Dallow played left-back in that game against Forest and actually looked alright, to be fair. He, few shaky moments. He hasn't been playing much this season. wan is actually looking really good. But yeah, Reguilon scares me a bit. That is... Even even for a loan till January, I'm thinking, oh, really? I mean, I, e- even I think... Cucurella, I think, would start. I think if we got Cucurella, he would be starting that back
1: because...
0: We'll never know why. <laughs> <laughs> got
1: Benji's got a serious job on his hands.
0: Yeah, Benji does have a serious job on his hands. When where do you, where do I cut off, then? About uh, Cucurella starting... Yeah, Cucurella would start. If we get Cucurella on loan, he, he would start, I think, at left-back. I think if we got Reguilon, he'll be on the bench and Dallo will be starting at left-back until... Yeah. like, And then it, only if Dallo needs a rest, I think, would Reguilon play.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not really ideal, is it? All this makeshifting that you'll have to do, but when you get you know all these injuries just like that, you know, unprecedented injuries, and then... Emergency signing is not really ideal. I mean, we had to do it with style last season, this season before, and you know players like them, and it's, it's not ideal. But um, yeah, I mean, you haven't looked great physically. I mean, it's in, in the start no. of the season against Spurs, you looked well off the pace. Um, mm. The intensity-wise, it just wasn't there. I just thought midfield is awkward. I think strike—you've got Hoyland out with injury. I think um, attack—I won't worry too much. I mean, Rashford—we know what Rashford can do, especially from last season. It was incredible, but. Once Harlan comes back and then it's a matter of getting him, matter of getting him going. I um, don't know what's going with Marshall. I, I mean, he's always in a no, Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And then Anthony, there's a lot, I see a lot of criticism on him on social media. I mean, he seems like very really mixed. Um, but He has yeah, a good I, game
0: manager, I, I think Anthony was overpriced. Yeah. He is overhated. And I, I've, seen, I've seen so many people saying that there's nothing about his game that they think could improve. I think I saw a Chelsea fan saying that there's nothing about his game that could improve. And I was like, do you remember when Iron Robin was a two left-footed right-winger at Chelsea and people didn't think he was going to be good and then went on to be amazing? I'm not saying Anthony's going to hit that level, is a, but the, let's not say someone's too much. I mean, even Mo Salah at Chelsea was two left-footed right-winger. And then they once they, once they hit that level, but we've seen a few absolute pings last year. And actually, I do think that He has been told to use his right more. He has started putting crosses in the right. He did have a couple of good crosses in that game as as well. Um, But yeah, I think the striker, Hoyland, I feel bad for him. He's going to have so much pressure on and he's just going to get slated. He's going to get killed. If he doesn't get 15 goals this year, he's going to get killed. And I don't think he's really going to deserve it. Spencer, do you reckon the West Ham beat United right now?
2: You know what? We're not, we're not far off. We're not far off with our, with, our, with our midfield we've got. With our midfield we've got, and especially bringing in Kudos.
1: Oh,
0: oh, no, no, it's turn. No, no, Benji's <laughs> <laughs> got a killer of a job today. Oh, no. There you
1: go. Yeah, Spencer's back.
0: You went that time, right. wasn't me? Get in. Yeah. Right. <laughs> with, with Kudos. There you go. Yeah, with yeah with Kudos, who
2: is a fantastic signing, who we've who we've brought in. Our midfield, our midfield is up there for one one of the best in the league, I think. But he but he, he's up there. It's he, he, he's, he's, he's better than he's, he's probably better better than Manu's. He's better than Manu's. He, I can't think of too many who that, that, that is better than our midfield. It's it's just it's just striker up front. If we if we if we can get someone else other than Antonio, even though Antonio started the season well. Um But it, I do, I do think there's other than Man City, there's nobody who I'm really fearing right now. I mean, as, as Chelsea's a midfield fan. is
1: Chelsea's midfield is definitely up there. I mean, Chelsea's midfield is obviously decent. it's not yeah. proving it yet. midfield is up there on
0: paper, not in practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've not. In, in, in it, your yeah. mind, Enzo and Caicedo is a perfect midfield, but let's let's not get ahead of ourselves because we've seen Chelsea sign some good offensive players and then really not do that well. um So let's go on to the game that we last week said was going to be the most boring game of the weekend. And I think we're probably spot on with it. Uh, Everton nil, Wolves one. I predicted one all. Benji said nil nil and Spencer said minus one to minus one because they're so bad in front of goal. You know I've got the score right, but I literally said, and I've checked the stats on this. I said, I would bet both teams have over 10 shots and less than two goals. Everton had 15, Wolves had 11 in a one nil game. These two teams in front of goal are just so dire. I mean, Wolves finally getting a win, they probably deserve. They play well against Brighton, play well against United, just can't finish at dinner. But God, are Wolves a team that you ever want to watch this season? Nope.
2: Absolutely absolutely not. There's nothing about Wolves that is fun to watch. And now and now they've lost Nunes as well to to Man mm. City. To Man City, and so yeah I just I I do I do just really really fear for Wolves unless unless yeah. they spend that 50 million in a clever way over the next 25 30 hours whatever however long's left as we were called in this
1: yeah I mean you've got some good individual players like Pedro Neto um the new stri- the striker that came on and scored um the goal actually I can't remember he's got a bit long name but um Is
0: it no, I don't. It's the other one, it
1: begins with an a Al something. Um, but um, yeah, they got they got some decent individual players. I mean, Neves left in Um Yeah, it's just one of those, again one of those teams where they haven't really got anything exciting going. Um, and since Lopetegui, I mean, he got results last season with Wolves, and then he obviously left. Um, So, yeah, but I I worry for Everton though, I seriously worry worry for Everton. I mean, amount of backlash that I see on social media, I mean, with the owners, with the players, with the manager even, I've seen some say diet shout and all that. I mean, it's certainly harsh on him, but I think when you look at the team on paper, I mean, it's just not right at all, is it really?
0: Yeah, Everton, I... I'm every week going. They are a surefire. I'm thinking they are going to be my third pick to go down with Luton and Sheffield United. they are looking seriously bad. I mean, Sean Dyche obviously a bit of a relegation specialist. Is good at keeping teams up. There's four four two, but that's a tough. That's a tough place to be at the moment. Everton. Um, it is. We say we say Wolves are in you know, fairness, Wolves are. Actually, this season haven't been a boring team to watch. They've had a lot of shots. I mean United against United are like 23, but it's just the fact they never get any goals. Can't and go that's on. that's the concern. And I think you're right, Spencer. Actually, I didn't even think about that. That fifty million they got for Nunes, they need to get a striker. They there must be a striker they can get from La Liga or something like that. I can't think of anyone off the top of my head, but for fifty fifty million is a good fee, especially from other leagues. Like it doesn't but as a, as a Premier League fan, fifty million seems like Pence. But actually, hmm you can get very good players from other leagues at £50 million. Pound. And I think if Wolves got a strike them, they could be getting close to 10th because they are playing decent football. And like I said, they do have good individual players. But yeah, they're just so bad in front of goal at the moment, aren't they?
1: Yeah, I mean, certainly yeah, they are. they're a team that you'd maybe put down as one to watch throughout the season. Um, but yeah, I mean, until they're really they Yeah, um, once... The, it means it's a matter of what they do with the new money, really, isn't it? If they invest it well and buy the right players. I mean, they spent a lot on it. I think they spent £40 million on Fabio Silva a few years ago and he's not really clicked yet. Um, so, yeah. Yeah,
0: we, we spoke about Fabio Silva last week because I was saying I didn't think he was going to... I don't think he's good enough in the Premier League to lead their line. I mean, I know he's still quite young. I think he's still in his early 20s. But, yeah, they definitely need an experienced striker who's just going to get them. Just that 10, 15 goals, just something, just to... Tied them over in these games. I mean, obviously they get they have got the wins, let's not be too harsh on them. And it's a good win. Obviously, you know Everton aren't great, but they'll take their three points 100 percent But same as last week of Wolves, get yourselves a fucking striker. And we'll move on and make Spencer's Day as we can talk about West Ham smacking Brighton 3-1. I'd said three-one to Brighton. Benji said two on Brighton. Spencer, you said two all, so You should have showed a bit more faith in your team, my son. Um, <laughs> did was if we scored a goal? Was it a free kick? No, it wasn't. No.
1: Yeah, oh. right, yeah, it was, it was
2: well, yeah, a free. It was- kick. Yeah, you yeah. did. No, yeah, it was. A, yeah, it was a. Yeah, it was a ball. I can't. I can't, I can't remember who played it in. It, it might Antonio. have been. It, it oh, might Antonio. Be like, Yeah, it was Antonio. Yeah. I was going to say that. Yeah, Antonio. Yeah, Antonio played it over. War Prowse took it into the box, and he he got he he got, he got himself closed down by, by 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 one of one of the Brighton defenders, and he was sort of, he he just sort of like fell on it and just sort of like hoofed it into the into the net from from like two yards out, but that two good. yards out. But he still but he, he still counts. He still celebrated it like it like it was one of his free kick worldies. <laughs> He's that that was his 50th goal in, in the Premier League as well, which is which was quite nice. Which is quite I'm not sure how many had ever been free kicks, how many it had been from open play, but I know, know that was his fiftieth. And then that that was just the start of a of just, of, of just a really just a, re, a not not a fun performance. or not a fun, but a really good professional performance. Like I think I think we've shown now the blueprint of how to beat Brighton. Because because what Brighton like to do, Brighton, Bright, Brighton like to be the team that counter attack. They like to be the team that that you that you come onto and then they come back, come back at you. Whereas, whereas we sat back, we invited them onto us, and that's where all three of our goals came from. That's where the first Ward Prowse goal came from, and especially, especially, and
1: especially, the was and especially amazing the touch oh. and the finish. Oh my god.
2: Oh, I've seen it. I've seen it so many times this week. I've been, I not not I've gone searching for it much, but but I've seen it. I've seen it a lot just pop up on social media. And that touch—if that was if, if if that was a Man City player, or if that was Messi or Ronaldo or something like that—everyone in the world would be going, "Oh my God, what a touch!" But it's just it, it, it just it's just a long ball, and Bowen just it, 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 it was almost it, it was almost like Bowen's foot was like was like holding it to, to drag it down. It, it just it just stuck it just stuck to his foot, stuck to his foot. He took he, he took what another another two another one or two touches and then just and then just passed it past the keeper into the back of the net. And Such it was an just nice. oh it was it was a cracking goal. He is carried right on from where from from where he finished last season over in Prague. And so and so the, yeah The say, Antonio he,
1: one was so nice, like a proper striker's goal where he just gets yeah. the ball turns and it just buries it. What a goal that I mean that that sort of goal I think the best one from the game to be honest um but the Bowen one was definitely just as good but i love the antonio one um proper striker classic uh, mm. number nine play the way he just takes it in and turns and then just buries it oh my god i mean all the goals were i mean i know a lot of people talk about possession football and scoring you know after like however many passes but you still have to admire counter-attacking football i mean two of the two of the best goals from that game were you know counter-attack like goals um, so, yeah, you yeah, have to definitely. give credit. You're, I mean, you, I think you've got a solid, solid team now, especially the midfield, Alvarez, ward Um, And then the attack, yeah. I mean, the, the attack's always been there. It's always been good. We've um, got Ben Rama in the mix as well. And, yeah, solid.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that Antonio goal. I've said to me, I, I, I give Antonio a lot, a lot of shit. I give him up because he really annoys me. He, he 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 really annoys me because because he's he's one of these strikers who it works all right if you've got two if you've got two strikers but where we play with one up top he drifts out wide he goes to the right he goes to the left and he he'll go and get the ball on the right or the left and then there's nobody in the box and you're thinking why just just leave just leave that to Bowen leave that to Bowen leave that to Suchek. leave that to anybody else because I'm 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 quite I'm quite old school I like my strikers to stay in the box because that's where the goal is that's what your job is but he stay there, stay there, and you'll get goals. Whereas he drifts out wide. But I'd have to say that, that that goal, that that goal was just where where he got it. He got the touch. He turned. He because he, he, I I thought he was going to turn the defender to the left, but he but he turned he turned him to the right instead. He turned him to the right instead, and he, and then it, and then that, that's when he got into the area and he and he and he and he blasted it home. And it and it was his it, that just that does just show why he's our record Premier League striker, despite starting as a right back. And so, and so that was that was a very, that was a very good goal. And like you said, possess, possession football. We've in in our last two wins against your boys and against Brighton, we've had like twenty two and twenty eight percent possession because that is what that is what those games have have needed. That is, David David Moyes has figured out how to beat how to beat those teams and how to set up against those teams. But the big the big test, well not, not the big test, because we've already had a big test, but a big thing is going to be this Friday against Luton. Are we still going to play like that? Because David Moyes has got this reputation with us of always of all of always playing like that. Whereas can he can he adapt? Will he let us play on the front foot against Luton? Their first Premier League game at home Friday night under the lights. Is he still going to want to be tight and close up, or is he going to let us say, you know, you know what? We've actually got good players now. We've got Ward Prowse. We've got Alvarez. We've got maybe Kudos, who might possibly be starting. We've got we've got, we've also got Antonio. We've got Bowen on form. So if he wants, he can let us let us attack, and we might get two or three against Luton. But the thing is, will he do it? Will really he do it? Nobody really knows what he is going, what he is going to do. But it has it has been a phenomenal start, and to think, and to think that we could be four games in, and and, and to have been top of the Premier League twice already by then will be will will be quite nice.
0: Yeah, it's interesting with West Ham because we know before the season began, or I think Spencer might be gone. Huh? Um, before the season began. Yeah no one was really back in West Ham to have a good season, especially after the loss of number 41. Yes. Um, and it did look a bit dubious. Um, obviously, that like you're saying about low possession football, getting them wins, obviously them games can flip on their head and sometimes you could lose playing like that. But do you think that because you've managed to get these like two big wins against very good teams playing that way and early in the season, it's so perfect now that you think now you just instantly like the team be G'd up now, now and every week they'll be like, fucking if we can beat Chelsea and we can beat Brighton, we can beat some serious teams, we can do it, we can, we can bury in and we can get our goals.
2: Yeah, you would hope so. You would hope so. We do, we do seem, we do seem to just be carrying on from the, from the Conference League win. That is That's really helped us. Uh, that's really helped us as as well. I think, and I think as well, especially winning winning that game how we did in the very last minute, very last minute. That's sort of, I think that's helped. That's helped give us the belief that we can go and win these big, huge games. And and now coming on, coming on in, into this early part of the season, like I say, we're beaten. We've got, we've got, we've got the, we've got the Brighton hoodoo off us, beating them at the thirteenth time of asking, at last. So that, was, yeah, so that was nice, and obviously beating Chelsea, and so, so yeah, I do, yeah, so yeah, the team does look confident, and it does look, it does look more, more of a team. It looks more of a unit since, since old ex captain he, he, who's not be named as, as left us. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, so, so yeah,
0: we do look more of a unit. Who was saying with the Spurs, maybe? You know, Spurs obviously lost Kane. And then do you think, you know, maybe obviously I, I get it as well. If you're one of these other players in a team and you're thinking, it's not just all about Rice, it's not just all about Kane. I'm also playing this team, doing them bits. You think maybe actually you lose that talisman and all of a sudden it's open season and it goes, we're going to prove we can do this. It wasn't just that one player keeping us relevant, it wasn't just that one player keeping us going. All the time,
1: yeah. The recruitment's um, huge. I mean, I mean, we have to give credit to the recruitment because it's easy to when you lose a player like number forty-one and then just waste the money on you know a bunch of unproven, you, know, un- you know, not players that are really ready. But they've invested so well: Ward Prowse, Alvarez. I mean, they've got a quality midfield now. They've got a solid defence and you know, a threatening attack. So. Yeah, I think this is the same with Spurs as well. The lost Kane, but when you look at the balance of the team overall, it's definitely still there, if not better now. To again.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm back. That was a quick one. I heard you straight away then. Sorry, Benji. Another cut. Clean cut. There you are. Um we'll talk about Benji's team as well. As we we're talking about him having to do a lot of editing work on this episode. City getting lucky with their two win against Sheffield. Obviously, I said you can't say United were lucky. City did batter them. I did watch the game. Yeah. Um, City were all over them. I mean, but they had I'd eighty predict- plus percent 6-0. possession as
1: well, or
0: something. Yeah, probably something oh, no. ridiculous. I predicted six nil. Spencer said nine nil. Then you said at least four or five. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, we were kind of joking about it. Thinking Sheffield United hadn't looked good. Um, they did. In all fairness, they did quite well actually. So Sheffield United defensively. You know, it was what 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 minute was that? Rodrigo, I think it was. Eighty fifth or eighty seventh, it
1: was
0: something like that, wouldn't it? Like, yeah, something like yeah. But Roger's coach,
1: I mean, amount of yeah. goals, he, amount of moments he's given for City where he just pops up at the right minute. Um, mm. But yeah, I the think City, City had to dig in. Like it was, it's easy to get complacent when you're going away to these grounds, but they, they were on it and they still had to dig in. Um, you know, when when especially after they conceded, um, it was mis- kind of a mistake from Walker, wasn't it, where he just.
0: Deep, really clear his lines and then Borg just buried it hmm. um, but didn't yeah they... it was... I'm having a little flash it. Sheffield United saved the penalty didn't they I think Haaland had a penalty Haaland, saved yeah, Haaland, Haaland missed, missed it. it yeah yeah fucking hell I'd actually forgotten about that and I've just had a sud- that sudden flash I mean that was yeah. a serious shock to see Haaland prove that he is human he isn't a robot from another <laughs> planet like it was good it made me feel a little bit better knowing that maybe this season he won't do as well I mean actually the first after game week one, me and Benji were speaking and I was saying that I, I could see Harland getting another 35, 40 goals to Prem this year. He actually was doubting it. He was saying, no, I think now he's got...
2: Oh, What was he saying?
0: Right. No, Benji was kidding. saying Harland is not going to do as well this season as he did last season. He thinks now that now the record's been broken and the pressure's now on him, he didn't think he was going to do yeah. as well. I disagreed. I thought he was still going to tear up. Um... But I mean, maybe maybe we'll see that from him now that he's set that bar so high. I mean, I was saying the same about Arsenal maybe struggling now that they've set their bar so high. Do you think it's going to happen to Haaland or do you think he's just going to tear the league up once again? I think he's I think he I think he is I
2: think he is gonna t- I think he I think he will tear it up again but Sheffield United did do a very good job against him. They 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 put they put like two or three men on him at, at all times and they and they and they almost like frustrated him which I think I think might have been why 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 he did miss that penalty in, in the first half because because before that he'd not really had too many chances before that he'd been he'd been kept rather quiet and so so South united as much as man city dominated them they he it was a very good defensive performance but uh, and and but you do and you do, you do do think that they they did do quite well because so it was like the 50th 60th minute when man city finally scored and so and and so to to, so to keep a team like man city out for that long they they did do a very good job defensively and they did they did keep it tight and i did i did think when South united equalized they they might have nicked a point they might have nicked the point right at the end, but then Rodri's goal is just off, just phenomenal again. Phenomenal, he's, he's just so good, he's just so good.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, mark he's given him world's best DM at the moment,
1: probably. Yeah, he up there. can't of think
0: years. of too many more. Yeah, I, I think so as well. I think I have to agree, but let's not make Benji too happy on the uh, editing because you got so much to edit. Let's not talk about C for too long. Move on to another game that will also make a Benji angry because I got this prediction spot on. Burnley-Villa, Villa coming away with a 3-1 win. Spencer, you said 4-0 Villa. You did better than Benji, though, who said 2-1 Burnley. And I've been telling on this podcast, Burnley are overrated. And Vincent Company as a manager is overrated. And trying to play good football in the Premier League when you're a newly promoted side doesn't end well doesn't very often. Nope. And this is what we have expected from Villa. That first day loss battering to Newcastle. Yeah. I think it made everyone then go. Oh no, Villa aren't as good as we all thought. They've been solid these last couple of weeks. Diaby looks like a hell.
2: Diaby yeah. does. Diaby does look very, very, very good. And and Burnley, Burnley are just Burnley. Like you say, they 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 they're, they're a decent team, but they're going to they be one of those teams still who are just going to bounce up and down between the leagues, and it yeah. just the these, like like you say you, you can't come up and still try and play the football that they played last season because because you're going to be going to teams to teams like like Newcastle Villa rather than rather than teams like Sheffield Wednesday and whoever else is down there in the championship you can't really play can't really play that kind of football. you, you need to be tough you need to be tight. you can't be you can't be like a man' city light to think is what company wants to be down down there at burnley so 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 they have got to toughen up a little bit and oh otherwise i can i can see them being i can see them being down down and around that relegation battle as well come the end of the season yeah
1: it'd be a shame yeah, I though understand. wouldn't it because you look at vincent company in the championship and a lot of hype around him and his tactical blueprints and all that but it'd be, it's a shame to see a manager like him Struggle when you look at the season that you just had in the championship, but it's all about adapting. I mean, obviously you can't be stubborn and just stick with one, you know, playing this attacking, possession-based football. If you haven't got the players for it, then you have to adapt and go to a, you know, a more cautious style or whatever it takes to get the result. Really, but um, but for Villa, though, I think you have to give massive credit to them again for the um, transfer window because they bought in tour as um, as well. It looks solid at centre back. And they're they're a team that hasn't really got like many weaknesses now. I think Matty Cash as well scored a brace, um, so he's chipping in. And yeah, Diaby looks solid. Diaby looks all so good.
0: Yeah, their front line. I was saying it was Leon Leon Bailey Watkins and Diaby. That's a very solid. good front line. It's a seriously good front line. Watkins is a great striker, and them two wing as well, fast, dangerous. Unai Emery obviously is a great manager. I was saying I could see. I think they're in the they're either in the conference or Europa League this year, and I was saying. You know, Emory loves them European competitions. He he could go away with them. They have a very good team. They are probably better than a lot of the teams in them competitions. I think it's a conference league. I think they're in the conference league. But if they're in the Europa League, the only thing that would stop them winning the Europa League would be the teams that come down from the Champions League, I think. But in the conference yeah. league, I reckon they're better than any other team in that mix. Um And again, let's move on. The final game this weekend and the one that made me so angry at Newcastle. I've never given a fuck about a Newcastle result in my life. How did they lose this game? They battered Liverpool in the first half. 1-0 up. Could have been more. Red card for Van Dijk. Trent maybe should have been off as well. Obviously, I know that the yellow at first was probably unnecessary, but then he should have had another yellow straight after with that tackle on Gordon. What happened to Newcastle? I think Ed, he- the praises that was a stinking result.
1: I think it was complacency, you know. I think as soon as Van Dyke went off, I mean, Newcastle were dominated and then it's easy to just sit back a bit and go, oh, well, we're set for the three points. But when you win a lot, nothing's safe and secure. And, you know, I think if Van Dyke hadn't have got sent off, you still think Newcastle would probably still be dominating and going for the second. Whereas, I mean, obviously, there's still like chances, but they didn't really, you have to still kill the game off, you can't really get, I mean, they made the mistake of, you know, falling complacent um, and yeah, I mean, in the Premier League, you can't write teams off like that, lot, especially Liverpool and, you know, Klopp, you've seen it be happen before, where they'll just, you know, pull it out of the bag um, whenever and yeah, it's just one of those really, I mean, I was so annoyed watching it because you expect expecting Newcastle to just go on and just finish the game off 2-3, you know, down to well, 10 was, men and... Uh, there was
0: that chance, wasn't there? I think it was Harvey Barnes, but I might be wrong. And he should have passed it across. Yeah, the he should have swayed it. you yeah. just sat there going, what are you yeah. doing? You're playing against a very good team. They, even if 10 men live are a very good team, they play good football, they've got a good manager. Don't don't try and do it on your own like that. Get it across. Like Wilson's a very good striker. If he gets the ball in that position, it's going in. Like it is. Let's be real. Yeah. Um and um, let's let's give some props to a guy who's had a lot of sticks since he's been in the Prem. Darwin Nunes, two ridiculous goals. I mean, I think I think the pair of goals had a 0.35 XG or something like that. And he managed yeah. to fucking score two. But like it's almost it's almost exactly Darwin Nunes. Like he, he he'll miss a tapping, but then score and then he'll a,
1: score that well,
0: yeah, exactly. You're like <laughs> Where's that come from? Yeah, where where was that tapping a second ago? But you just yeah. pinned that one top corner, and fair play, I'm sure Liverpool fans are absolutely buzzing. But do you think? Sorry, I've got a cold. Oh, um, that Liverpool front line—they've they've actually got tons of good attacking players like Diaz, Jota, Salah, Gakpo, Nunes. Do you think now who who are you dropping really out of Gakpo or Nunes to to play a striker?
1: I'd say you drop Gakpo. Um, but even mm. then, it's not its not nothing bad about him. I think it's just the form that I mean, Nunes bagging two goals. I mean, you shouldn't really drop him now. And um, confidence will be there for him. So, yeah, I think I mean, Salah's still got this transfer cycle um, looming over him. But I think he'll stay anyways. I mean, I don't
0: I, think I see him mean, leaving. I don't believe that transfer. No, I can't see him going. Mean. I think it's yeah. the Saudi league trying to get a bit more chat on them about another transfer. But, I mean, maybe he will, but i I don't see him... If he was all about money, he probably wouldn't have gone to Liverpool. Do you know what I mean? If that if money was anything on his mind, I'm sure there was another club when he went there that were probably offering similar or better yeah. money and, and he chose yeah. to go to him. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, I'd definitely
1: drop i definitely yeah, drop Gakpo and then go with um Diaz, Nunes, Salah. But then you know, it's it's good to have it's important to have that depth. I mean, Liverpool are in the Champions League this season, aren't they, really? But um I don't know. You have, yeah, Europa. Um, but then to still have like Jota um, and Gakpo come off the bench, options like those that are firepower, it's, you, you need it nowadays to really compete at the top. So,
0: yeah. I think we've seen as well what we're talking about great front line, okay defence. I mean, Trent once again yeah. being exposed to the poor defending. But the Too big easy. problem with Liverpool still is that midfield. midfield it is the yeah. midfield. Let's, let's be real about it. There isn't any balance. I mean, Endo played that game. I didn't. I watched the game. I couldn't say that I noticed him yeah, I didn't massively. Either. But McCallister no. no, looks really good." McAllister doesn't even look half the play he was at Brighton. Um, yeah. I, think I think he's I having to
1: sacrifice him. and play deeper um, earlier at the start of the season, and then Endo came in. But even Endo himself, I mean, I saw him jolting and just. Brink past him and to body him. I mean, he's gonna, he's, he's got a tough job to adapt, um, and you know, coming without a preseason really and just adapt. But you know, yeah. that's what happens when you miss out on your top targets like larvia and um, maybe yeah, or, as well
0: They didn't go for yeah. They didn't have the 105 million that it took to sign him, but then managed to say 111 for Kaisedo. Yeah, it
1: was really it was strange massive. that was, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, um. um We'll see with Liverpool. It's so they're so hard to predict. You know, you know how good Klopp is. You know how much firepower they've got. Like you said, basically you've got five or six unbelievable attacking players. And I think it would how their season goes will just depend on how much the attack can outperform the rest of their team effectively. You know, if they can just keep scoring two, three goals every game, they will pick up results. I mean, they will probably have a couple of stupid draws and losses, but. I I I can't. I just can't cuss Liverpool out too much because the more I cuss them out now the more they'll be battering United at Anfield in a few I'd love to see that you know no I wouldn't right. honestly that was that was an interesting day I was you don't even get angry after after four goals it was just like I'll just kill myself now then because what the fuck is happening in front of my eyes this is terrible
2: yep um,
0: but alright there's actually Spencer you tell me what is wrong with Newcastle? Why have that? How have they bottled that game? Why have they bottled that game? Apart from just complacency,
1: take, take,
2: um, yeah, yeah, obviously complacency, but obviously taking off Gordon they, they, they took off Anthony Gordon with like half it's hour. Or as so well, up, didn't they it? Did they? Yeah, nice it up. Up. Yeah, they took it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but taking off Gordon was the big one because Gordon was keeping Arnold quiet, and then and then that sort of opened up the space. That opened up the space for Liverpool to, to get back into it because I think I think it was after Gordon went off that that Liverpool got both their goals so so that, that just kind of that's kind of opened up the space because where Gordon wasn't doing too much going forward he was he was doing the job and if he if he had stayed on the pitch I do think Trent would have would have got himself sent off at some point. In in the next twenty minutes or so, and so and, and so that then really would have killed the game off. But, but 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 that that is that is what opened the game up a little bit of complacency. Oh they oh they're down to ten men. We've got this. We've got this sorted. We've got this. But, but even like you say, even against Liverpool, with a striker who's on form like like Nunez at the minute, and and with their front line, you can you cannot ever say that Liverpool are ever out of a, out of a game a minute, and especially especially with a manager like Klopp. Klopp is never going to let them give up. No matter if they're down to nine men, eight men, whatever, he'd never let them ever, ever give up on a game. So you do just have to keep going for the whole, for the whole ninety minutes, or hundred minutes, or hundred twenty-five minutes, however much it is these days.
0: (laughs) Yeah, United's game—I think eleven minutes added on the second half with a one-goal advantage—and you just sat there going, "What Mm -hmm. the fuck?" And it gets to like a hundred fourth minute, and you're like, "Don't score now." Please don't score now. Don't let it be like the latest record in gold in the Premier League ever. Please don't. Please don't. No. Um, right. Let's wrap up the last week's and let's get on to our predictions for next week. Obviously, Spencer, you've already teased a Friday night game. Lootman at home against West Ham. I'm just going to go 3-1 again. Let's see if you can just do a hat-trick of three ones in a row.
2: You you never know you you never know but like but like you've both said, Luke, there's not too much to be afraid of with Luton, unfortunately. When it's when it's like 2023 and Ross Barkley is your big main summer signing, there's that saying you're not really there's not really too much to be afraid of, and so it all all depends on the first 20 minutes, the first 20 minutes because the crowd is going to be buzzing Electric. their first print their first Premier League game, their first Premier League game at at home. So smallest ground in the Premier League. It's gonna be it's gonna be almost an, an old school Upton Park type atmosphere. So with the crowd being really on top of you. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm, 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 you know, I'm going to be confident. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say four nil. I'm going to say four nil. We'll, we'll score, we'll, we'll score, we'll score around the 20, 25th minute, and then we'll just, and then hopefully, hopefully Moyes won't tell us just, just, just to hold on to the one nil, and we'll actually go and get a few, which, which would be quite nice. Vic, what do you reckon?
1: Yeah, I'm going to go for comfortable two nil. Well, I say comfortable, but I think the first half will be tough, especially the atmosphere, and it'll be a matter of controlling the game, and, you know trying to kill the atmosphere but then I, I, you've got too much quality really um, now mm. so I'm going for a 2-0 no. I think both your goals will come to a lot of stages in the second half
0: I'll, I'll be very confident in West Ham but it will be classic Premier League if you just beat Chelsea beat Brighton and then lose <laughs> I mean it will just be so classic Premier League
2: oh, oh, yeah. t- t- typical us typical us we, we, we always do that we've always done that in the big teams done awful against the smaller teams
0: alright 12.30 kick off and you don't know who to back. They're both terrible. Sheffield United beat Everton. I honestly might just go one all again like I did for Everton Wolves. I can't. I might even say Sheffield United win. I've just seen nothing from Everton. Like They're just not good. And like we said, Sheffield United did do well defensively last week against City, in all fairness. Like to concede only two goals to City as a newly promoted team, nothing wrong with that at all. I'm gonna go, I'll go one all. though. I'll give Everton a chance to actually get a goal for the first time this season.
2: I'm gonna, i one going Everton. I'm gonna go one nil Everton. they They've got, they've got, they've got their new striker Beto over from Portugal. Oh, I think yeah. they got him from. He he scored. He, he scored, in, scored a in the week in. In, in. Yeah, he scored and assisted in the Carabao Cup. I can't remember who they were playing against, but but he's but he's already got that first goal in the Everton kit, so that's going to be a big. Big thing off off his back, and it, and there was a few teams after him. I think, I think, I think even we might have been looking looking at him a little bit, but 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 yeah, but yeah, he yeah he, he he could be all right. So so yes, I'm I'm gonna give it Everton one one nil Everton.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go nil no, nil. No. I just can't see I think for twelve thirty as well. And most twelve thirty games are quite slow, and the atmosphere is not great. Mm. You know, I can just see a boring first nil no, nil no, to be honest.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right, uh... Brentford-Bournemouth is the next one. Oh, I'll, I'll go 2-0 Brentford.
1: Yeah. I'm going to go for a 2-0 as well, I think. Brentford at home, and they're still good without Tony. I mean, I can I just don't think Bournemouth can do it away from home. Um, I can only, yeah. yeah, I can see Wieser we, scoring in Burmo. I think they'll... I'm going to go for
2: 2-0. Yeah, 2-1. 2-1 two, two, Brentford, I reckon. To just to be different.
0: Just to be different. Uh, Burnley, Tottenham, and let's go 3 1 Tottenham. I reckon. Again, I don't think Burnley are that good. I think they're going to, if they try and play that, if, if you've got Burnley trying to play good football against Spurs trying to play good football, and the just the quality of Spurs is just so much higher with players like Madison and that, and Kudosnewski looks like he could be getting a little bit of form back as well it's got to be a Spurs solid win 3-1 I reckon yeah I'm going to go for 2-0 Spurs
1: um, I can't really I think the Spurs will keep a clean sheet I mean away from home it's you know it's, it's, they've got to, it's up to them to you know to be disciplined defensively um, because it's easy to get complacent away from home but I think Burnley I mean yeah I'm going to go for 2-0 Spurs
2: yeah same here same here 2-0 2-0 just, just, Spurs is just, just, just kind of way too much
0: Um, in all fairness, talking about defensive uh, calmness, there, Romero should have had a straight red in that Spurs game in the weekend. That was a fucking terrible oh tackle. God, tackle. Oh my god. Uh, people talk about, talk about people talk about studs up being dangerous. Scissor tackle Is way worse than it because you can catch someone's ankle or whatever and really really hurt people. I don't know how he didn't get straight red in that game. Uh, Chelsea Forest, go on, grab You can go first in this one.
1: Uh, I'm gonna go for two one. I don't think it'll be a comfortable, comfortable um, win. Um, I can see Iwan scoring definitely. I mean, he scored against the last mm-hmm. season at the bridge. Um, yeah, I'm. Th- I think with us being at home, and you know, we've got we've got a couple of wins now, and I think yeah, I can see a two-one. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah, I'll go. Oh, yeah,
2: I'll go. Oh, yeah, three. I'll go three-one. Go three one and lights. Like, so I can see a one you scoring. I can see Sterling getting getting at least getting at least another one for you guys. So yeah. it'd be
1: nice I'll, to see I'll, Jackson scoring again, definitely as well. Like a scoring against Luke. I mean,
0: yeah, scoring. possibly. I'm, yeah, yeah. I might go two one as well. Forrest actually didn't look. Forest didn't look bad against United. In all fairness, they they did get dominated, but that one is is a good player, mate, and yeah. I do see him scoring once again. Right, like Man City, Fulham for one city yeah something somewhere along those lines
2: i did something something along those lines although yeah something along that. Although man city did it did it man city didn't look as fluent without pep on the sidelines yeah against de bruyne united. As well, didn't united yeah no de bruyne no pep so I don't know. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go two nil. I'll go. I'll go, I'll go two I'll go two nil. City. or they'll, they They'll get the win again, but they, they still won't look as brilliant as they did last season.
0: Is that the had? They normally are pretty unbelievable at home. Go on Vic, what do you reckon?
1: Yeah, I think three nil. I mean, I think defensively they're so good, anyways, because they keep the ball so well. Um, so yeah, I think it's just a matter of will they get the clean sheet or not. And I think uh, yeah, I think they will. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go
0: for 3-0. it's a big game at the end of, end of Saturday. Brighton and Newcastle. And that's, a, that's a tough one to predict. That is tough. I might, I might try that 2 all. I think both teams have been as good as each other this season. Newcastle want to prove something after last week, but so will Brighton. Do you know what I mean? Both teams have had a bit of a stinking result. So, I think both of them will want to go at each other. And it should be a really good game, to be fair, but I, I'm going to say 2 all for that one.
2: Yeah, that yeah that could be that could be game in a game in a weekend. I think two 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 teams that can be really fun to watch, but like oh, but like name. I said, yeah yeah. But like, like I said earlier, I do I do think people have now seen the the blueprint of how to beat Brighton and Newcastle are good anyway. So I'm gonna go I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go three three one Newcastle because Newcastle are just so oh. good going forward. That's big
0: from Spencer Vic. What do you think?
1: I think Newcastle will win, but I think the three-one would be another shock, just like the West Ham one. Um, but I can see. I think Newcastle could just do them the same way West Ham did on the counter um, with the pace. De- that Newcastle have Almiron, Isaac, Wilson. I mean, you could start both Isaac and Wilson really um, because you know that you're going to get space if you counter them well. So, yeah, I can see. I can see. I'm going to go for a two-one Newcastle. I think Brighton will just lose again.
0: I don't. Newcastle are playing more of attacking more attacking. and though. I think they'll try and go at them. I think it could be a good end-to-end game. And Spence, you might think that's game of the weekend, but there's a pretty good one late on Sunday. We'll get to that. It's a couple away. Crystal Palace-Wolves the next game. And once again, that is a snooze fest. And I'm going to say nil-nil. <laughs> oh, One-nil one
2: Palace. One-nil Palace somehow, I think. it'll be it'll be a boring goal in like the in like the 38th minute and nothing else will happen in the whole game it'll be some it'll
1: be some jammy deflected goal through a free kick (laughs) or something Um, yeah yeah, I'm going to go for a 1-0 Palace I think Eze it'll be up to him to produce some moments of magic Um, can't see Wolves scoring again for a good while so yeah I'm going to go for a 1-0 Palace
0: (laughs) they've had had their one in three games it's like a few more weeks (laughs) (laughs) uh better game than that at the same time liverpool villa that is an interesting game and i would would love i'd love to say villa win but it's at anfield even without van dyke at anfield 2-1 liverpool
2: reckon oh i don't know villa are good going forward liverpool are good going forward Villa, mm, yes, he, yeah, yeah. About Van Dyke, just all depends who, all depends who, who Klopp goes with. I'll I'll and, and Liverpool, Liverpool haven't looked that amazing so far, so far this season. Apart from obviously Nunes, so I'll go. Mm, yeah, two mm, one. Yeah, two. Yeah, two one. Liverpool as well. Yeah, I think.
0: Vic, uh, Villa. Um, Villa. Vic
1: for Villa. I, thi- I think. Um, there'll be a lot of goals because we know both teams like to play that high line, um, so I think it'll be quite end to end. It's just a matter of who's gonna be more clinical. Um, but with Liverpool being at home, I think I'm gonna go for a three-two. I think it'll be a very. I think it could. Be, I think I'm gonna go with Liverpool Villa for the game of the weekend because I think there'll be so many goals in there. So I'm gonna go for three-two.
0: And, uh, the final game of the weekend, which has got to be the big one and the one I'm dreading, Arsenal Man United at the at the Emirates. I think we might be about to get smacked and it'll be after the transfer window has ended and we're going to be screaming for a centre mid that United haven't signed and I'm going to go 3-1 Arsenal maybe Bruno Fernandes penalty gets us a goal <laughs>
2: Oh, I don't know. I don't know because neither neither Arsenal or United have looked have, have have looked that good so far. Arsenal have Arsenal have looked a little bit better, but like we were saying earlier, they're still looking a little bit disjointed. They've not quite they've not quite gelled yet. Where is it? Is it Arsenal's place or is it up? Yeah, yeah. that's, Arsenal, yeah. that's it's what makes me think.
1: Oh. You're
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Their yeah, their home fans might just drag them over the line, but I don't think it's going to be as exciting a game as as the ones that we've seen in the past between you two. So I'll go. I'll I'll, I'll go a dod, I'll go like a dodgy Arsenal one 0 win. Maybe maybe late on 60, 60 odd minutes, seventieth minute. They finally they finally they finally get the goal in.
0: Yeah, I'm
1: going to go for. I think the atmosphere will be. Sp- so good on the day Um, and I think the the players will you know want to show the fans that you know they can still produce top performances Um, even if the balance of the team isn't still right Um, but I think I think at home they'll have United on top so I think they will so I'm going to go for a 3-1 I'm going to go for a 3-1 it could be four it could be it could be more it could be four I mean you never know with United don't you know
0: In, in all fairness of that game yeah no result would surprise me like a nil-nil or a 3-0 wouldn't surprise me. Arsenal battering us 3-0 wouldn't surprise me. Us showing up in the day and, like I said, Arsenal being the disjointed team they've been in season first season, United somehow battering them 3-0 like also wouldn't surprise me. Like this game could literally go anywhere and I'll be pulling my pants on my whole Sunday. So that Sunday ruined before it even started. Get in. Um, we're almost done. I have seen who Man United have in the Champions League, and we've got Bayern. Uh, or, oh, in fact, here we go. I've got all the groups here. So, Group A is Munich, United, Copenhagen, and Galatasaray. So, should be getting be that. And Munich, Really, shouldn't it? Uh, group B, Sevilla, Arsenal, PSV, Lens. So, Arsenal, mm. pretty easy group. I think they should be topping that one easily. Any disagreements there?
2: No, I think no, um, no, nah, 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 but it's, it's, it's second, second might might be close between
0: Seville and PSV. PSV look, looked very good last night against Rangers. Uh Group C, Napoli, Real Madrid, Braga, Union Berlin. I think Napoli and Real Madrid are a surefire through that, are yeah, probably, really? Yeah. But Union Berlin in all Venice, Union Berlin, obviously their story is crazy about coming up from like the German fourth division and their fans saving the club. Now, maybe, maybe at home they beat a Real Madrid, or they beat a Napoli. Like, it could it could happen? I'd I'd love to see it, it could happen. happen well. Yeah, that would be brilliant. Uh, Group D: Benfica, Inter Milan, uh, Red Bull Salzburg, and Real Sociedad. That one's up in the air. Uh, Inter Milan are probably the best team there, but beyond that, they're probably quite similar. Yeah, yeah it's all pretty
2: open. Yeah, yeah, Salzburg and, between and
0: Sal- Benfica and be between and Real them two. Real sociedad Benfica would be a decent little game, I think. That's which should be interesting. Mm. Um, Group E, Feyenoord, Atletico Madrid, Lazio, Celtic. That's, well, that's a decent one. I think that's decent. Do you
1: reckon Lazio, Celtic can get Celtic. through? Um, Celtic
0: to beat Feyenoord and Lazio. Yeah, I, I, mean, it's, I think it's quite it's
1: not, not. Right.
0: it's not right. It's Group top. Oh, Group F is massive. PSG, Dortmund, AC Milan, Newcastle. Oh, Holy God. Shit. What a group.
1: Same group.
0: Can't wait for that one. That is oh. the The game and that is unbelievable. Oh, my God. It would be so wow. good to see well against them teams. PSG oh,
1: and Newcastle.
0: Yeah. Oh. Oil versus gas. Let's see who wins. That is <laughs> really, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh.
2: Oh, Dortmund's fans versus the Geordies. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And the Italian fans. That big famous yellow wall. Yeah. Mate, the Italian fans aren't calm either, mate. That is a nuts group. That That is a great group. The one to watch. We're going to be speaking about that group on this podcast. I'm sure that is unbelievable. And then back to boring classic Champions League groups. City Leipzig Red Star Belgrade uh, and Young. I swear, Leipzig. City always get those teams. Don't always, me. always. Yeah. So what's that? Uh, six games, City to have eighteen points and a goal difference of probably about twenty-eight, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know something I mean, like that. what what did they beat Leipzig last year? Like six-three, wasn't it in the group stage? Yeah. One game. And we know something about. like that. Red Star Belgrade and Young Boys to be have terrible things happen to them. I think by City. And the final group, also boring, Barca, Porto, Shaq, Garden X, Royal, Antwerp. Barca are yeah, going to walk out that in, there. Yeah. Yeah. But holy fuck. Group F, that is... Wow. That is People cry when there's three good teams in one group. That's four good teams in that group. I think... Yeah. My prediction right now, PSG and Newcastle go through. I reckon, yeah. I reckon it's dead bottom Dortmund third that's a big call as well isn't it Newcastle doing better than Dortmund yeah. like a Champions League proven team but yeah what a group, that, a group. Is probably, yeah. that is that is an unbelievable group and Newcastle fans I, I, I actually do feel a little bad for Newcastle fans now first season back in the Champions League I bet they are fucking buzzing before the day going let's see who we've got like, in our group let's see if we can get through man And they've just pulled the worst group I've ever seen. That is horrible. Wow. Big games to be played this season. I can't wait for the
1: PSG Newcastle one. That's St James. That's going to be such a good game. Oh, my God. That would be wild. That's going to be a
2: fucking atmosphere.
1: Yeah. That first
2: tackle with Mbappe. (laughs) Mbappe
0: versus fucking... Dan Dan whatever. Yeah, that is unbelievable. (laughs) Oh, Oh, my Lord. All right, so that will wrap up. Episode three, season three, Power Pitches. Thank you, Spencer. Thank you, Vic Graham. If Chelsea and West Ham next week, I'm sure you'll be back. Uh, Everyone listening at home, make sure you go to Instagram, follow Power Pitches, uh, like it on Spotify, like it on Apple Music. I think you can comment on there as well. Share it with your friends. uh, And good night. Let's hope that our predictions are not absolutely stinking for next week. Cheers, boys. Thank you.